Welcome to another vital message from Pastor Ron Hammonds, Senior Pastor of Golden Triangle Church on the Rock in Southeast Texas. We're so glad you're joining us. For more information about Golden Triangle Church on the Rock Ministries, visit our website, cotr.com. Enjoy the Word. We're going to open up the Word again tonight. And tonight we are uh, going to continue in our series on our patriarchs in the COTR uh, Family Bible Study Series. We've been talking about Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. And tonight we're going to talk about Jacob's vision. You know, there's so much in the life of Jacob. I think, uh, uh, you know, one more night on the life of Jacob, one more Wednesday night uh, uh, past this, and we will be able to get into what I really hoped in the very beginning of our series that I'd be able to share with you as we get into the life of Joseph. And uh, it's, it's important that we understand how these covenant patriarchs affect our life today. It's important that we understand that God spoke to them in a way that they naturally lived out the revelation and lived out in, in, in natural form the things that God was planning for us all along. You know, take the children of Israel, for example. They were held captive by Pharaoh in a land of Egypt. That, for them, they lived through that. For you and I, it's a spiritual encounter that we have lived through. At one point, I was held captive by Satan in a, in a, in a, in a world and in an existence without God. The children of Israel were, were led out by Moses. I was led out by Jesus who came down and told me that, that I could go to a promised land. Come and go with me. And, and that's what Moses said. And Moses, you know, had to argue with Pharaoh and finally force him to let the children of Israel go. That's what Jesus did for us. And, and then um, Moses led the children of Israel across the Red Sea, water baptism. He, he, he was, uh, you know, out in a wilderness, but he led them through the world covered by a cloud uh, in the daytime it gave shade and at nighttime it was a pillar of fire that's the Holy Spirit they went over to uh, you know, a, 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 a mountain and they received the word of God that's what we do constantly every day God comes and dwells with us his spirit dwells with us and teaches us and guides us and leads us they lived out a natural existence that God intends for us to understand from their perspective so that we can draw some, some um, principles, eternal principles from their life and apply it in our life. When the Apostle Paul said that all Scripture is given by inspiration and is profitable for knowledge, for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, and for instruction, he was talking about the Old Testament. There was not a New Testament at that time. Now, the New Testament is the inspired word of Almighty God, but so is the Old Testament. And what we are receiving today the benefits that we receive because we are born again through the blood of Jesus Christ is, is that we get to live in a covenant that God made with Abraham, that God would save 
Abraham's children. And the New Testament said, whose children you are. You are the children of Abraham. You have been born again and have come under that covenant of Abraham. So it's important that we understand that God passed this covenant and showed us so much in the lives of these patriarchs in Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, and the continuing covenant through Joseph and others. He showed us what we would inherit, what he would do with us and through us, and what we could expect to experience. We need to realize that we are on a road that other people naturally lived on, and we are following in a spiritual manner down that same road. And what worked for them in the natural is a story, a narrative, that God made work for them naturally so that we could see that understand it and we could apply it to our lives in a spiritual way because what worked for them naturally will work for us spiritually that is God's intent that's why we gather together even as the apostle Paul told us to that we might study the word of God and show ourselves Approved, able to be used by God because we can rightly discern and rightly divide the truth from God's word. And so tonight we're going to be in Genesis chapter 30 and uh, we're going to be uh, talking about a vision that Jacob had. Now Jacob, he was, um, he was 91 or 92 years old. When he had this vision, it was a vision that God had given to him because God remembered that Jacob had made a covenant with him. You remember we talked about that just a couple of weeks ago, that Jacob made a covenant with God. He said that since you have told me you're going to bless me, you're going to take care of me, you're going to protect me, and you're going to bring me back to this land, since you told me that, I am going to make you my God. I'm going to serve you. I'm going to say that this will be the house of God, Bethel, the place where I am, and I am going to give you a tenth of everything you give me. That's my covenant. Well, Jacob went to Haran. He met a young lady. He told her father, who was his uncle, he said, Uncle Laban, I'll work seven years if you'll let me marry your daughter, Rachel. We've gone over this. And he worked seven years, and then Uncle Laban gave him the older daughter, Leah. And you know, Jacob was not happy. He was 85 years old at this time. And he said, I, I bargained with you for Rachel. And then Laban said, if you will just stay with Leah one week and fulfill the marriage contract, then I will give you Rachel and you work for me for another seven years. He said, okay. Well, it was at the end of that seven years, 14 years, he had been in Haran. He had worked seven years for one wife, seven years for another, but yet he had nothing. He had wives, but he had nothing. In fact, I believe I taught this better 
uh, in, in, I've already taught this once. Um, let me show you a brief video uh, of a program uh, that, uh, that I made, oh, let's see, in 2010. That's a long time, isn't it? But uh, you ready? Let's, let's watch this just a moment. Hi, I'm Ron Hammonds. You know, there are some things that you can experience only in Israel. And today we're going to discover one more covenant quality that's already resident in your life. And we'll use the power of God's Word to develop that quality into a resource that you can depend on. So listen carefully now, because we're going to draw parallels from the stories of the Bible that still apply to your life today. Welcome to the program. What would you do if you had a copy of tomorrow's newspaper? What would you be willing to bet on a game that had already been played? Well, we'll talk more about that in a moment. The covenant quality that we're going to discover and develop today is the covenant quality of seeing what God sees, having faith in God. Faith is just confidence in God's potential, confidence that God knows what He's doing and that He'll do what He said. Well, in order to make these points today, we're going to be going to the Golan Heights where I'm going to tell you a story about Jacob and how Jacob saw something that, that only God had seen beforehand and how Jacob communicated that to others who needed to see it. Remember, what would you do if you had a copy of tomorrow's newspaper? How much would you be willing to bet on a game that's already been played? Well, watch these things and I'll see you back here in just a little while. Welcome back. I'm peeling some bark off a tree limb and uh, maybe, oh, you know, boring some holes in it here and there. And as it dries, it's going to dry, you know, uh, with, with, with some streaks. The sun dries it and uh, it'll end up looking, you know, spotted, speckled, streaked, you know. Uh, I'm not finished with that yet, but you get the idea. And why am I doing it? Because it figures into the story we're going to be telling. Uh, I'm sitting along a busy highway in a very interesting place. This place is uh, Israeli-occupied territories of Syria. Uh, before 1967, the Six-Day War, Syria owned this property, and when uh, Israel, um, you know, pushed them back, they created a buffer zone so they wouldn't have this, you know, border-to-border uh, -border conflicts and clashes. And uh, the reason I'm in Syria is because, or the Syrian area, is because our story today of Jacob took place in Syria. The Bible says in Genesis 30 that Jacob was living in Syria. He had been there 14 years. He was living with his uncle Laban, who was already his father-in-law twice over. He had married both of Laban's daughters, Leah and Rachel. That's a story in itself, you know. You can, uh, you can read it for yourself. It's a dynamic story. Basically, Jacob, you know, thought he was married to the wrong woman all of his life, but he wasn't. He was married to the right woman. Uh, he didn't love Leah, he loved Rachel. But Leah is the mother of Judah and therefore 
the great, great, great grandmother of Jesus. You know, God had a plan and he didn't have to, you know, seek Jacob's permission before he upset Jacob's plan. You know, uh, what seemed like a surprise to Jacob <laughs> was a plan to God. But what would you do if you had a copy of tomorrow's newspaper? What would you be willing to bet on a game that had already been played? That was Jacob's dilemma. He had worked for 14 years and he didn't have a penny. And he, he had a desire to come back to the land of Canaan and come back and see his father, you know, and reestablish himself in the land of, 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 of the covenant. But he didn't have anything. And he had fulfilled his contract with his uncle Laban, seven years for one daughter, seven years for another. He said, you know, Laban, I'm going back to my land, going back to the land of Canaan. And Laban said, wait, wait, don't go, don't go. Stay here. God has blessed me since you've been here. Well, Jacob said, yeah, but basically, you know, he's blessed you, but he's not blessed, you know, uh, I, I, I don't have anything. I don't have any money, any livestock, you know, I don't have any personal wealth. Now, Jacob had made a covenant with God in Genesis 28 that if God would bless him on his journey, prosper him and bring him home, that he would give God a tenth of everything. And, you know, Bethel would be the house of God and God would be his God. And uh, so God wanted to bless Jacob. But Jacob had so far just worked for uh, the two wives. So God gave Jacob a dream. And in the dream, God showed Jacob that all of the rams that were mating with the ewe sheep and the goats, all of the rams were spotted, speckled, and streaked. They were multicolored. And so, you know, God knew it. God showed it to Jacob. And when God knows something and wants to show it to you, often He uses dreams and visions. You know, they're the language of the Spirit or prophecy or whatever. But God knows a lot that we don't know. Now Jacob knew it. But how was Jacob going to communicate this and turn this into wealth? He got a copy of tomorrow's newspaper. He knew what would happen in the future. You know, there was going to be spotted and speckled offspring. But how am I going to make this happen? What's going to, how's this going to benefit me? Well, whenever he told Laban, I want to go back home, Laban said, stay here with me. Jacob said, okay, but let's strike a new bargain. Our old bargain is finished. I've worked 14 years. I've fulfilled that. Here's the new covenant. Here's the new contract. I'll work for you if you'll do this. If you'll separate all of your pure white sheep and all of your spotted and speckled and colored sheep, when you separate those and put three days journey between the two, then I will keep the white sheep and all of the multicolored offspring that they have, then those will be mine for payment. Well, Laban said, man, that sounds like a good deal to me. You know, Laban thought, of course, I'm going to come out smelling like a rose here because, you know, uh, the average maybe one in a hundred, as I've heard and, and read about, would, would come out of that, uh, out of pure white would be multicolored. So Laban stood to make a lot. Well, Jacob saw what God saw, but how was he going to get the sheep to see it? He couldn't really talk to him and communicate like I am you. So here's what he did. He took some rods, some sticks, some green sticks, and he peeled the bark of three types of trees, the almond, the hazelnut, and the poplar tree. And he peeled it, and as the sun dried it, it made streaks. It made dark spots, some darker, some lighter. And then he made basically a bamboo curtain, a fence. Turned the fence up, set it in front of the watering trough. And when the sheep came there to mate, the Bible says they all produced spotted, speckled, and streaked offspring just like he saw in the vision. You see, God told him what was going to happen before it happened. And he communicated it the best way he could. And when the sheep saw the vision, whenever they saw a copy of tomorrow's newspaper, their future, then it produced for them. What would you do 
If you had a copy of tomorrow's newspaper, how much would you be willing to bet on a game that had already been played? Well, for Jacob, he bet his future. For six years he worked. Again, you can read about it in Genesis 30. Six years he worked, but he ended up a very, very wealthy, wealthy man. Why? Because he bet everything he had on a sure thing that God told him. Well, when we come back from the break, I'm going to tell you where you can get a copy of tomorrow's newspaper, okay? But watch this, and we'll be right back. So what did we learn in the program today? Well, we saw in Jacob's life where God showed Jacob something that you know, Jacob did not see, but God saw it. And Jacob had faith. He exercised his faith, his confidence in God's potential. And in fact, it's the same thing he passed on to those sheep and goats, you know. He made that bamboo curtain, as it were, you know, a fence, a multicolored fence, and he set it in front of the sheep. Well, what was he doing? He was translating in their language something they could understand, a vision they could see. Basically, it was the Word of God to those sheep. Reproduce, you know, uh, multicolored offspring. What would you do if you had a copy of tomorrow's newspaper? How much would you be willing to bet if you already knew the outcome of the game that had already been played, well, for all practical purposes, the game of life has been played. And I've read that newspaper, and I see we win. It's not this newspaper. <laughs> Rather, I keep one right here. Here's a copy of tomorrow's newspaper. This is the copy of your future. It's a newspaper that tells us things like Jeremiah 29, Verse 11 says, I know the thoughts I think toward you. They are thoughts of good and not of evil to give you a future and a hope. You know, God has a future for you. He has a hope for you. What would you do if you had a copy of tomorrow's newspaper? Well, I'll tell you what I would do. I would bet the farm on it. I would bet everything I had. In fact, I would also call all of my friends and my family and I would get them to bet everything they had on the game that had already been played. Knowing the results, knowing that God wins, and knowing that God's children and God's family win should make us ever confident in God's Word. Have faith in God. Okay. Well, I don't think I can tell it any better than that. And uh, that was a series of television programs that went, uh, I believe, uh, at that time, they uh, were airing in 242 geopolitical entities around the world. And uh, we produced uh, quite a number of those, well, one a week. And um, that particular story is a powerful story. It's a powerful description that still tells us today that God sees something in your life that you don't see. God sees how to accomplish something in your life that you may not be aware of. And God wants to communicate to you how he wants to achieve this. And it's going to be of a necessity in order for you to accomplish, in order for you to communicate and to accomplish the will of God, in order for you to do what God sees, you're going to have to find a way to begin seeing it yourself. You see, Jacob saw in a dream, but yet it was the sheep that were going to have to produce. How were they going to see? Well, what God led him to do was to simply make a picture. 
make a picture of their future. Spotted, speckled, and streaked. Make a picture. Make a curtain. Put it in front of your eyes. What did he say about the Word of God? Put, them as, put, put the Word of God as frontlets before your eyes so that you can see the Word of God. What is it that God has for your future? God wants so desperately to make sure you can see what he sees. And then he wants you to put that in front of you and also in front of others. So that you can continue to understand and see and keep the vision of God fresh in front of your eyes. God has a hope for you. He has a future for you. It's exactly what the 31st chapter of Genesis says. Verse 10, it says, And it happened at that time when the flocks conceived, Jacob said, that I lifted my eyes and saw in a dream, and behold, the rams which leaped upon the flocks were streaked and speckled and gray spotted. He saw something that wasn't true in the natural. You see, because in the natural, they were white. But in the spirit, he saw something. God gave him a dream, gave him a vision. God wanted him to see what God saw. God was basically saying, I'm seeing something that you're not seeing. You need to see through my eyes. You need to understand what I understand. That even though to you it looks like one thing is happening, to me something else is happening. I've got this, Jacob. Trust me. I just need you to help me to communicate this beyond what those sheep are seeing, beyond what the natural is. I want you to see what I see. Jacob saw it. Verse 11, then the angel of God spoke to me, Jacob said, in a dream, saying, Jacob, and I said, here I am. And he said, lift your eyes now and see all the rams which leap on the flocks are streaked and speckled and gray-spotted, for I have seen all that Laban is doing to you. I know the injustice you've suffered. I know the things you've been going through. I know how hard you've worked. I know everything. But let me tell you, I see it different than you see it. I see something you don't see, and I'm trying to show you what I see. I'm trying to tell you that there's a miracle in your midst. I'm trying to tell you that I can do things that nobody else can do, that I am capable of changing what it looks like into what I see. He went on in verse 13. Why? Because he said, I, I am the God of the house of God. I am the God of Bethel, where you anointed the pillar and where you made a vow to me. What's God saying? He's saying, I remember that we are in covenant and therefore you are not limited By what you can see, I see something different. Why don't you look and see what I see? Believe what I know about you. Believe what I say about you. Believe what I see in you. And not be limited by what other people imagine. I am the God that has a covenant with you. Now arise, get out of this land and return to the land of your family. Wow. Jacob was 97 or 98 years old when he finally went back home. One of the wealthiest men in all of the land. In six years, God did in his life what it would take many lifetimes to accomplish on your own. 
God blessed him so much, but he did it because he changed what he was seeing and he changed what others were seeing around him. He simply put this fence up in front of the sheep so that when they were put into the breeding pen, all they could do was to face that fence. And all they could see was spots and streaks and speck. Listen, what are you seeing about your future? You know, are you seeing what the devil says? Are you seeing what other people imagine? Are you seeing the, the, the limitations that are placed on you by this life? Are you seeing, you know, all, all of the things that, that everybody else is seeing? Or are you seeing what God sees in you? What God sees for you? God wants to bless you. Why? Because he has a covenant with you. And the covenant that he made with you is through Jesus Christ our Lord and Savior. And if you have given your life to him, if you have made this vow, this covenant vow of redemption, of salvation with God, then he's remembering it. He wants to turn your sorrows into victories. He wants to turn all of the years of your labor without respect to how old you may be or how long you may have worked and the fact that you may have nothing. God wants to turn it into something, and he can do it. If he can change what you're looking at, what you're believing, what you're seeing, to what he sees. Can you see what God sees? You have a copy of tomorrow's newspaper. What does it say about you? Begin to see it. Put it in front of your eyes. And when other people come around, you know, put it in front of their eyes too. And watch and see what God will do. Amen. Thanks again for joining us for another relevant word from Pastor Ron Hammonds. Visit cotr.com and subscribe to our social media platforms to stay up to date. As well, receive more encouraging messages from our pastor and details of the work we're doing both in our community and communities like ours around the world. Today and every day, God bless.